Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Liz Wadden. She is an entrepreneur based in Tuscany, Italy. How are you doing today, Liz? I'm great, thanks. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here on the Empowerography podcast. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you taking the time. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I'm glad to share. (laughs) Awesome. So let's jump right in. Liz, you are a Canadian-turned-Italian resident, a wife, a mom, You worked aboard a cruise ship for 12 years and are now working in network marketing with a nutrition company. What was the transition like for you living in Canada and now taking up residence in Italy? (laughs) That's a book in itself. (laughs) I mean, it was amazing because I had traveled for 12 years. That's how I met my husband. So we met in 2006, got married in 2011, and then we bought a house and I settled here in 2012 and uh, then became a mom in 2013. So it was kind of like baptism by fire. I'll just be completely honest because he continues to work on cruise ships now. He's been with the company 30 years. And so he went back to work one month after Isabella was born and I had to do, you know, contractors, doctor's appointments, baby doctor appointments on my own with my, you know, Google translator and yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, I wouldn't change a thing because people are so gracious and Tuscany is one of the best places in the world to live. I mean, they took me in under their wing and you know, it's home. Were you completely open to the idea? Was there any resistance when your husband said, well, we're going to be living in Italy and you got to leave Canada behind and take up. There were massive, massive negotiations because (laughs) I was very successful working on cruise ships. I own two houses in Canada And then he wanted me to move to Italy where most people, because there's so many of them, 67 plus million live in apartments. So we negotiated some terms and then I said, sure, I'll live here. Why not? (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) What's your favorite part about living in Italy? Like I said, the people in Tuscany are amazing. It's funny because until you live here, you don't realize the differences from the North to the middle where we are, to the south, from the way they talk, to, you know, the food, everything. But favorite part, obviously the food, the wine, I mean, my God. (laughs) But to raise a family here, especially in this day and age that we live in, is still, like, it makes me emotional because we can still, where we are, she can go out and play and she's safe and yeah. the kids can run around in the piazza until midnight. And, you know, there's seven nonnas, the grandmas, you yeah. know, yeah. telling them what, like, it's still that old school 
family value, you okay. know, and I, I love that about it. I love it. Was it, was there any culture shock for you moving from Canada? I mean, Europe is a completely different lifestyle, the way of living. Oh so what was the culture shock like for you? I mean, the big thing was to slow down. Yeah. That's what I had to do. And it wasn't easy. I mean, it took me, I would say the first year, maybe two to realize that this is the way it is. Like you just have to adjust. Like, for example, they kind of have like Spanish siesta, you know, so places will shut down in the middle of the afternoon because they go home to have lunch and spend time with their families and take a break. But in Canada, you know, things are 24 seven, you know, you can. So that to me was like, wow you know, but I need to go to the bank. Well, you know what? The bank is still going to be there. You just have to wait a couple hours, sweetheart, you know, and (laughs) that's the way they are. They're just like, Oh, it's fine. You know, go have a merende, go have a cocktail or something, you know, like it's very easygoing and I'm grateful for it now because that's how we live. You know, if we're traveling and something happens, it's like, Oh, we'll figure it out, you know? And and that is all due to the adjustment of moving to Europe, which I, I absolutely love. Awesome. Now, you worked on cruise ships for 12 years. Can you tell us a bit about that experience and what you were doing for work on the cruise ship? Yeah, well, um, I finished university. My last year of university, I went to Spain and I got to travel a bit in Europe and I caught the bug. Yeah. And then I came home to Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm actually from the island, from Cape Breton. And okay. I got a sensible job at a bank and then I was supposed to live happily ever after. Well, that wasn't going to happen because I saw an ad in a newspaper. Now this is how long ago it was 1999 (laughs) and it said cruise ships were hiring. So I flew to Montreal and they had this kind of like a rally where you went around and you were interviewed by all these people and I got hired instantly. And then I left December 12th to yeah, December 12th, 2000. So it it was in the year 2000, sorry. And before I left, my boss said to me, look, people do this stuff all the time. So I'm going to hold your spot for you. We'll, yeah. we'll give you six months sabbatical. And I was like, okay. And I remember the first time I sailed into St. Thomas and I went to the payphone and I called her. I'm like, you can let go of that spot for me because I won't be counted back. <laughs> and I was basically, I started my career as the captain's secretary. So I planned okay. all of his formal events and yeah. kind of like an events manager. And then I transitioned over to a personal shopper, which I did for 10 years and I loved it. I got trained in New York on how to help people pick out gemstones and jewelry and diamonds and, you know, things to look for and just to help tourists like to enjoy every aspect of wherever they were visiting and to be cautious, but in the most fun way. Yeah. So it was great. I met so many people and it was such an amazing experience. What did you enjoy most about your work on the cruise ships? I mean, obviously the travel that's a given because we literally went around the world and the people, I mean, I was very fortunate to work with so many different cultures It was almost like mini Canada. Every ship I stepped on, it was like the melting pot of the world, you know, to be able to like gel with people and connect because we were all living in this floating metal container. And, you know, it it was beautiful. And to be able to celebrate people's special days with them, you know, whether it was Canada Day or Australia Day or whatever, and just 
get to see how other people live and, and find out why they were here. And then the guests, I mean, gosh, I've met some amazing families that I still keep in touch with, you know, and I finished in 2012. And I remember when Isabella was born running into a family, I went to visit friends in, in Italy, their ship came in. So she was two and they saw me in the elevator and they're like, Liz, I'm like, hi. <laughs> And she's like, oh my God, you did it. You went off and got married. You said I was on your last cruise. And I'm like, oh my God, these people remember me. And wow. then we talked. And I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's amazing experience that I, you know, to get to get paid to travel and work with incredible cultures and learn, you know, as you earn is amazing. Yeah, amazing. The human connections and that's yeah. just incredible. So how did you go from working on cruise ships to working in network marketing? Well, so I finished on ships in 2012 when I was six months pregnant, because that's the only downfall of working for cruise ships is that if you're a woman, is that you can't continue your career unless you choose to leave your children behind because there's no such thing as daycare for the workers. So obviously I wasn't going to, you know, do that. So (laughs) I, you know, got off the ship, came to Italy, took my driver's license in Italian, which is a whole other podcast. (laughs) And then I was like, Loving mom life, loved it. But I went from, you know, making multiple six figures, Mm -hmm. you know, for 10 years or more. And then I was a mom loving it. But then I started to miss the freedom of, you know, having my own income and being able to just do what I wanted, you know. And so we were in Canada in 2015. And some of my cruise ship friends, you know, literally 20 20 years, um, We were chatting and she was telling me about this nutrition company or this wellness company that she had partnered with two years earlier. And it wasn't in Italy. It wasn't in Europe. But since I was in Canada for the summer, did I want to give it a try? You know, the the products. And I was like, sure, why not? You know, and you're always trying to like stay healthy and, you know, up your energy level as a new mom and whatever newish. I mean, Isabella was too. So I ordered the products online, you know, the, the way you normally order stuff online and love the nutrition. And I love the fact that it was all natural and I could feed it to Isabella, my two-year-old. So it wasn't like a diet. It was just healthy food. And I think I was the first person in the area where my parents lived to like introduce it because everybody wanted to know what I was doing. And then it kind of just developed from there that literally I was just networking. People were asking me and I was referring them like I would you know, the best brand of diapers for Isabella or the best olive oil, whatever. And, but I was getting, you know, paid to do it. So, but then it was time to come back to Italy and there was no business here. So I continued and it wasn't easy, but we finally opened here last year, 2020. And my business, I ran hundred percent online. Now I have a, a team here in Europe and we just continue to grow. Amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Can you talk to us a bit about the product or services you sell? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about wellness is actually the products were brought to life by a gentleman called, well, doctor, Dr. John Anderson. He's incredible. And his whole concept was to bring wellness, nutrition to people of all ages 
and of all, you know, health standards. So right. it's not just for somebody who's like works out, you know, my mom utilizes the nutrition. Isabella's had it since she was two. Yeah. You know, my friend's mom is in her seventh round of chemo. She uses the nutrition. Like, so it's, it's just to bring, to fill in the gaps of the vitamins and the trace minerals that are no longer in our food. Okay. So that's how it all came about. And he himself is a diabetic. And so it needed to be something that he himself could consume right. and improve his health. So it's all herbs and botanicals and, you know, the things that unfortunately used to be in our food and aren't anymore because of soil depletion, et cetera. Yeah. And now we've moved into, you know, you know, collagens and things which are just incredible for your health and you know, just it's it's a beautiful thing because so many people need natural nutrition. You know, yeah. I think the, the world is changing. Also, going back to the way things used to be, like when our grandmas, you know, yeah. uh, would be like, "Oh, you're gonna take this, and I'm gonna ground it up for you, and I'm gonna give it to you." It just tastes better now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like co- the cod liver oil days, our parents when they were kids taking right? cod liver oil, their parents making them, exactly. like our grandparents making them take cod liver oil and. All that exactly. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Natural, natural yeah. medicine. So what would you say is the most exciting part about working in network marketing for you? Oh gosh. I love connecting with the people. I love, you know, meeting new people. I love when like we're about to launch a new product here in, in Europe, you know, in a matter of weeks. So right. it's exciting. It's, you know, to see people's lives change whether it's because of a product or because of the opportunity, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing because that's the whole, you know, meaning behind it is network marketing. It's not like, you know, like you have to network, you have to be part of a, a group or a community. And we have, such an awesome community of people like for, you know, from everywhere, you know, all walks of life. Like there's no, you don't need a degree. You don't need to be like a scientist. Like you just need to show up and, and be a good human, you know? Mm -hmm. So how do you stay motivated working in the network marketing world? I think it has a lot to do with our community. Like I said, we have amazing people. You know, we keep people plugged in. You know, you it's personal development with a paycheck, basically. You know, yeah. like our company is amazing. Like we've had, you know, trainings from everybody from Tony Robbins to Brendan Bouchard to some of the top like personal development you know, people in the world and then our own, you know, company mentors who are, you know, maybe they're the biggest earners or, you know, it's just a constant sharing of this is how you can touch more lives. This is how you can help more people. This is how you can help people, you know, earn extra money to help with whatever it is they need help with. So that to me is, is super exciting because I'm learning something new every single day. And it may be not from like one of these like wealthy mentors, it could be from someone that I'm talking to who just got started and yeah. they say something and they're like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Again, back to the human connection. Like when you're working on the cruise ships. Exactly. What tool or tools do you use to make the business simple and duplicatable? Well, we, our company is amazing. They provide us with like, you know, a plethora of, items for social media, trainings, like PowerPoints, um, things that we can use for Zoom calls. And so they really go above and beyond to offer us everything, but also just, you know, ourselves, our team, we're all about, you know, meeting people where they're at. 
you know, because network marketing is there's products, there's services, depending what, what company people are involved with, but ours is, is kind of both, you know, we, the product is the wellness, you know, nutrition or the collagen or whatever. And then the service is the opportunity that's attached. So what we do is we meet people where they are. We help people. It's a simple one, two, three system. You know, we mentor people, you know, we give them as a bonus, their websites and things so that people don't come in thinking like, gosh, how am I going to start this business up? You know, like how, where am I going to get the money? I want to make extra money. I want to do better for my family, but how am I going to do this? It's like, relax, take a deep breath. This is how simple it is. You know, we're going to do this together and this is, you know, this is for you. So it's basically like a little, yeah, you know, because we were all there before you were there before when you started doing your podcast, Yeah, someone someone reached out and guided you and said, Hey, let me help you out and just at least get you started and look at you now. Yeah. That's that's what you're supposed to do. That's the right thing to do. And that's that's what we do as beautiful. So I know there are a lot of myths and, and whatnot around network marketing. So what is the one common myth about what you do with network marketing that you would like to debunk? Okay. So the one thing I don't really get it so much anymore because I think people realize that it's, it's something of the past, but people used to say to me when I first started, Oh, that's a pyramid scheme. (laughs) That's the one I was thinking of. Right. It's it's in people's heads. And so as I grew and learned from, like I said, mentors and other people that were growing with me, you know, you kind of realize that people don't even know what pyramid scheme means. Right. So if you, you know, so what, what I would do is say to them, like, so what is a pyramid scheme? They're like, Oh yeah. You know, the person on the top, like makes all the money. And then everybody underneath works like a dog and they get nothing. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So yeah, that's not it. Because <laughs> number one, it's illegal. Yes, exactly. If you look it up, means that there's no product that ever exchanges hands. It's like yeah. a, basically a scam. But what I always say to people in kind of like the retraction is like, Oh, a pyramid scheme. Like, okay. So you have your CEO at the top (laughs) and then you have your vice president at the next level. So he gets like the second most amount of money. And then you have your assistant vice presidents or VPs. And so then they all get stock shares and money because they can't earn what the VP or the CEO is earning. And then you have your managers and then you have your frontline workers. So Is that what you mean by pyramid scheme? <laughs> those frontline workers will never get the opportunity to earn what the CEO is earning. But in network marketing, what you put into it, you get out of it. So right. if I come in, you know, we've had people on our team earn six figures in six months. Yeah. You know, we've had a millionaire in our company that achieved it in 13 months. Right. Can you do that in corporate America? Can you replace your CEO? Not until no. he retires. Yeah, you know, exactly. that's the difference. It's, you know, and, and it's funny when to see the look on their faces and I don't do it to be like smarty pants or anything, but to kind of make them understand yeah. there's no limit, you know, the only limit is yourself. That's right. But I mean, do you have to bring people in to, in order to further and make money? I mean, we grow as a team, but it's not like recruiting, like cold calling or anything like that. No, because I mean, it's such a, 
I mean, the wellness industry itself is massive. Like yeah. I was looking at some stats before, before we jumped on this call and in 2025, so we're talking four years from now, network marketing globally will be worth $645 billion wow. as an industry. So that is people, you know, buying products online and then referring just like they do for a movie. Yeah. You know, oh my God, I just saw the best movie. You got to go see. And yeah. people will put that up all over social media. You know, yeah, it's the same idea. The only difference is people are getting a referral bonus or, right. you know, or building an income and they're paying their mortgage. They're yeah. paying their car payment. They're taking their family on trips that they could never do on their regular nine to five salary. Right, right. But do you make more money when you bring people in and I'm not saying cold calling people, but friends and people that you meet. And when you bring them on board, that also pushes you up the ladder too, correct? Well, we grow, we earn as a team and we grow as a team. So for example, I have about 2000 people on my personal team, but the team that I'm a part of, we're probably like 15 or 20,000 now. So we earn residual as opposed to like upfront bonuses, if you want to call it, you know, like the way I always explain it is like a musician, you know, like think of your favorite band from what the eighties, you know, and they wrote that song and they wrote one song and still here we are 90, like 40 years later, (laughs) I'm showing our age here, but, but every time that song gets played, they still get paid. They get paid royalties. that's what happens with our company and our team. We earn residual. So the more people we bring in, help, you know, help build a business of their own or a side business or whatever you want to call it, then we grow and they grow. So the difference between our company and the other companies is that there's no, like people, what do they call it? MLM people call multi-level marketing. That means that there's, cut cutoff levels, right? So maybe these people build a team, but they only build to like 10 levels because after the, when they get to number 11, they don't get paid anymore. We get paid unlimited. So we just keep growing and growing and growing. And the more people we can help grow, the more we also earn. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the benefits of working in network marketing business? Time freedom, for sure. Being your own boss, absolutely. I mean, I started my day, you know, with a five-mile run and a swim and, you know, get ready to start my day around lunchtime, you know, and I work maybe three or four, five, sometimes six hours, you know, but I work when Isabella's at summer camp or at school, so I arrange my schedule as I want. Gosh, there's so many benefits to it. I mean, you get to meet so many people. Like I said, it's personal development, but with a paycheck attached. Oh my gosh, there's there's so much. And, and the one thing, and I think this goes back to the question that you're just asking me, is that if you are determined or if you have a goal, you know, you can, with network marketing, definitely with our company, you can come in and earn six figures in six months if you're willing to put the work in. And when I say work, I mean connecting with people and helping other people grow. You don't have to wait for that person to retire or whatever, a new new company to open, or, and you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a franchise. 
you know, my only business expense that keeps my lights on and pays for my online business is the food that my family and I consume, which is about 200 Canadian dollars a month from my company. So there's so many benefits. So many. Yeah. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Find a product or service that you love and that will add value to your life and everybody else's. Because I think that's another myth. You know, people are like, oh yeah, there's this company and you can make like so much money, but if people aren't emotionally attached to it, you know, then if they if they don't love it, you know, just like anything else, like if you don't love it, you it's hard to put your heart and soul into it. You know what I mean? For like sure. when people take a nine to five just because they need the money, you know, yeah, or people that's take right. that's my biggest advice to people. Like if you love makeup, find a company that has a great business model that doesn't have these cutoffs or, or loopholes and just go for it. You know, if you love well-being, nutrition, whatever, you know, find that company and again, research the business model, make sure there's nothing that they're going to, you know, no surprises and just go for it because if you love it, you're going to share it. You're going to refer it and you're going to enjoy it. And you're going to want to get up and do it every day because that's one of the things you need to be self-motivated. Yeah, for sure. Well, that I mean, that's, that holds true for any venture into any type of entrepreneurship. If you, you got to put in the work and you got to love what you're doing. Otherwise forget it. You're going nowhere fast. Right. Exactly. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win, Liz? Oh, gosh. I mean, there's been a lot, I'll I'll be honest. I mean, we have, you know, team members that have done so well, like financially, but like transformations, you know, from from a wellness standpoint, people losing like 100 pounds or more, you know, to be a part of a journey like that of someone's life is huge, you know, like to see somebody you know, I'm not saying that's rock bottom, but for these particular people, it was, you know, and they think like there's nothing that they can do. And to help somebody through that, you know, is, is a beautiful thing. And, you know, it's something to be proud of and, and they're just amazing people, but, you know, we live in a crappy society that judges people on what we look like. And that is, drives me crazy, you know, especially raising <laughs> an eight-year-old daughter. And you have daughters, I know. Yes. So I know, you know, I can imagine what you think the same. Yeah. But, you know, to to be able to to help people pay their bills, you know, or when I get a message from a, a business partner and they say to me like two months ago, I'm so grateful for our team because, you know, it was it was COVID. They weren't working. They weren't getting paid, but they got a a payout from, from our company, you know, and it paid the mortgage. It paid the groceries and her bloody car broke down, you know, it paid for everything. And she's like, if I didn't do this, you know, where would I have gotten that money? So there's so many wins, you know, there's just so many wins. Yeah. To be able to help people and have an impact on people's lives. There's, there's no better feeling. It's the best. Honestly, it's for sure. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? (laughs) Superpower. I think consistency for sure, because that's the thing with network marketing. People are like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy this box of stuff. And then I'm going to send out a couple messages and I'm going to be a millionaire by Christmas. (laughs) 
you know, and people, and then like they send out a couple messages or they reach out to their mom and dad and nothing happens. They're like, this sucks. This doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. it's like anything you have to, again, love it. You have to find the value for other people. You have to give value to other people. Yeah. Like, why are you, you know, trying to offer a product or service if it doesn't give any, any value to anybody? For sure. So that's the big thing for me is just being consistent and making sure that I'm always offering value to someone that's, I don't know if that's a superpower, but you know, it's definitely, I think it, a lot of it has to do with the, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but Canadian, I think it's in our blood to be givers, you know, to to think of people like, Oh, I wonder how, you know, and, and, just to be consistent, you know, and not give up on myself. Yeah, definitely. Well, you got to put, again, it's, it's about putting in the work. Yeah. How do you define success? What does that word mean to you? I mean, it means so many different things for me personally. It's being better than I was yesterday Beautiful. because I've learned as I've grown and made lots of mistakes that I can't compare <laughs> myself to that girl I see on Instagram, you know, with the whatever, you know, physique or that girl that, you know, just bought a car or whatever, you know, like everybody's situation is different and I need to be happy with me and see, you know, see where I'm headed, where I want to head and be happier with the progress that I made since yesterday. Because if I'm not making progress since yesterday, then what am I doing? I need to go back and try to figure it out. So I know if I do a little bit better or a little bit more or give a little bit more value that I'm headed in the right direction of where I want to go. I love that definition. Oh, thanks. What what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? (sighs) I mean, I love my routine that inspires me. If I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head, but I feel like I'm a runner and yeah. probably for 20, since I joined cruise ships, to be honest, I used to run on, run on the treadmill if I was frustrated because we we're at sea. What else was I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not like you can so go for I a started run. Out, <laughs> right. I started out as on a treadmill, but I love to run outdoors any of the four seasons. And I just, I think better. I, you know, I love my affirmations. I love like working on myself and, you know, just, it's, I don't know. It's just part of like what makes it work for me. Like I know if I, if I do these things and I set myself up for a successful day and if I set myself up for, for successful days, it's a great week. It's a great month. It's a great year. Yeah. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? In order to be a good leader, you have to be a great follower. Hmm. Interesting. Okay what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a hard one. I think probably as a mom, you know, I have to, I learn to respond and not react, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because that's, that's huge. Like, especially as a new mom in a foreign, well, at the time it was a foreign country. Yeah. Um, and now I know, you know, like you, you realize you trust yourself, you trust your instincts. I think that would be, you know, from a, from a life standpoint, Yeah. I trust myself more. I respond. I don't react to situations. Excellent. 
What would you say is one of your biggest failures or let's call it a life lesson or teachable moment? And what did you learn from it? I would say prejudging, prejudging uh, a situation or prejudging a person or, you know, and then realizing, wow, you know, and that really puts you in your place. Yeah. Whether it's personal, you know, in your head or actual event, but knowing that you never know what's going on for somebody else. So just be kind. Very true. Very true. Yeah, you, you never know what what someone's going through until you walk doors. a mile in their shoes, right? Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't matter what language they speak yeah. or if they don't speak your language, you know, sure. just give grace. What's your personal motto? Uh, I don't know if I have a personal motto. I mean, I guess, like I said earlier, to try to be 1% better than I was yesterday. Okay. Like when I get up, I am an early riser. I, yeah. Like I said, I have my routine and I know that, you know, in order to be a good role model for Isabella and, and to continue on the journey that I kind of set for myself, that I need to stick to what I know and trust myself. I don't know if that's really. Oh, that's, that's fine. What does the word empowerment mean to you? To be confident, you know, strong and in different ways, not necessarily like physical or, or mental, like, like a combination. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those are the two words that come like right to the top of my head. Okay. What's one of your favorite quotes? Oh gosh. If you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. I like that one. I've never heard that one before. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's a great one. Liz, who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? Oh my gosh, so many. I mean, I think my parents, because they're such hard workers, you know, and they instilled such great values in me and my siblings. Isabella, because she sees things through a different set of eyes for her eight years on this earth. She's grown up in a different way. I've always been with her. I've always been home. I've always worked from home. She doesn't know what it is to have parents to have that have nine to five jobs and have to miss out on stuff, you know? Yeah. She says to me all the time, why can't the other moms come and pick their kids up or go to gymnastics recitals? Or why can't we, they fly to wherever, go to, yeah. you know, it's like people have different lives, you know, people do things differently. So we're very lucky and we should be grateful. That's very cool for her to to have that experience growing up for sure, because most kids don't get that opportunity. I heard the first three years of her life was spent basically on a cruise ship. She did wow. a world cruise before she was two. She, <laughs> learned how to swim. she learned how to swim on board the cruise ship in the pool with a nine-year-old girl from Alaska. Wow. She's been you know, more countries than most adults will ever be in their life. That's pretty incredible for sure. And she doesn't know any difference. You know, she speaks two languages back and forth, back and forth with both of us. And that's normal to her. That's incredible. I love that. Just worldly. She's worldly. At such a young age. And some kids never get to experience any of that. Right. And, you know, and she just, you know, to try to explain to her, like, why doesn't everybody, you know, yeah. do that? She just yeah. doesn't understand. She goes, well, why wouldn't they just go and do it? I'm like, you know? if, only, if only it was that simple. Well, exactly. <laughs> okay, Liz, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next group of questions will be like one, two, three, four word answer type things. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. How would you describe yourself in one word? 
persistent. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Gratitude. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Health. What's one of your favorite entrepreneurial books? Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Negative to positive attitudes. Love it. Entrepreneur life is? The best. Mom life is? The best. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from the necessities, what's one thing you could absolutely not go without? Running and Isabella. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Potty mouth, because I was a sailor for 12 years. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. I like that. I haven't heard you use that potty mouth at all here yet. Oh, wait. Give me a glass of wine. You'll see. (laughs) (laughs) The last book or podcast I listened to or read was? Uh, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Okay. What's your favorite stress-reducing activity? Running and yoga. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Oh gosh, to be a successful entrepreneur, definitely um, consistency. Like I said, grit. And I love that word grit. I love it. Me too. It's great. And patience. You know, you have to, you have to have patience. I would say patience is probably the, to me anyways, in my opinion, patience is probably the most important one out of those three. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you think of like, I talked about some of our team members and, and people that I work with that, you know, have had instant success, like within months, you know, but that's not going to happen for everybody. You know, that's because they wanted it so badly, you know, and that was nothing was going to stop them. So, you know, people have to, to realize that, you know, they need to have a goal and they need to focus and that there's going to be things in life that are going to try to derail you, not necessarily on purpose, but life happens to all of us. For sure. So then you have to decide, you know, you either fit it into your day or it waits. Yeah. But time waits for no one. Yeah. I I would say that, Lack of patience is probably one of the key elements that stops people or causes people to give up on entrepreneurship. You think most startup brick and mortar businesses within the first three to five years, a lot of them don't even see a profit. They just pay, 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 they pay their mortgage, they pay this. You can walk into our company. And like I said, I spend about 200 Canadian dollars a month to make five figures right now. Yeah. You know, and did it take time? Yeah. I'm on year number six. Did it take patience? Absolutely. Has it been worth it? You better believe it. I haven't missed a moment of my daughter's life. And when my parents call from Canada and we need to be there, we're on a plane the next day because I can do that. That's right. Amazing. And that's priceless. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You definitely cannot put a price tag on that. But yeah, patience is a very, very key element to entrepreneurship. 100%. Liz, if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Oh my God, I think you asked me everything. (laughs) (laughs) Did I ever have a a moment where I was going to quit? Okay, did you? That would probably, yeah. I remember it was kind of what they call an emotional impact. We were here 2017, so I was two years in and our house was broken into. We were in Rome for the weekend. Right, 
and all these things were happening. And then I have this, you know, business that I was running, you know, from my phone. And I just remember getting overwhelmed and thinking, oh gosh, maybe, you know, I just need to stop. And I, I've sent a message to a friend and she sent me some great advice. And basically I realized that, you know, I've been adding value to people's lives for two years and I'm just going to walk out on them. Yeah, That's not my personality. That's not how I was brought up. It was a no brainer decision that I would keep going. And I'm so glad I did. Awesome. Can you tell me about a moment when a person's kindness made a difference in your life? Probably on cruise ships for sure. I remember Again, like I said, you know, living in a melting pot of all the different cultures and not understanding some of the, you know, their ways, their cultural ways. And I remember a friend of mine from Peru, who unfortunately is no longer with us. I got to see him on the world cruise when we went to Peru. That was the last time I saw him. And he took me aside and he's like, you know, the way they're speaking to you is with respect in Canada you know, you wouldn't say, you wouldn't say it the same way, but the way that they're, you know, talking to you and is because they respect you. And I just remember thinking like, God, I I learned so much from that one person in four months, you know, about the world and how to see it from somebody else's point of view, because we only see things from our point of view. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yep, you have for to sure. stop. And then you have to kind of go, wait a second. And yeah, so that was a big learning moment for my friend, Franklin. If you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? I think it would be thanking people for everything they've done for me and hoping that people find grace you know, for themselves and for others and just continue to add value and kind of do unto others what you want them to do to you. Lastly, if you could give, go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? (laughs) I would say, don't get so caught up in other people's opinions because other people's opinions do not pay your bills. Love that. And other people's opinions are none of your business. (laughs) Exactly. That's what they're projecting. It has nothing to do with you and your journey. You know, you're young, you're impressionable. And someone says something, you think, oh gosh, you know, and it starts to get in your head. And that's the one thing I would, I think I would say, I mean, I was pretty good, but you know, we all had our moments. We all had our times. So, but that's definitely, you know, and that's something that I pass on to my business partners now. And I'm like, you know, somebody may have something negative to say, or they may not be like, you know, jumping on board with you, but that's okay. You know, because that's their opinion and they're entitled to it, but it doesn't stop you unless you stop you. Yeah, for sure. We are our own worst enemies. We, the self-limiting belief stuff is the hardest, one of the hardest things to overcome. And that's a mindset shift. I mean, yes, we have to deal with external noise from other people, the naysayers, the haters, all of that shit. But we also have to deal with the internal noise, which I think is the worst of it is getting over our own hurdles and getting the fuck out of our own way, getting out of our own heads. 
And then, you know, you're, you're trying to do that in your head and then yeah. you have kids or like for me, an eight year old daughter, yeah. you know, we don't even use the word diet in this house. We don't right. use, you know, words like that because I don't want them to be a part of her vocabulary. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't sure. want her to have any issues because she shouldn't, you know, like she's, like I said, she looks at the world in a completely different way than I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm so <laughs> grateful for that, you know, yeah. and I just hope it continues that way so yeah i'm sure it will liz thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey this was a very educational chat for me i learned a lot about network marketing so thank you for sharing your knowledge and imparting your wisdom on me but thank you mostly for sharing your journey and for being part of the empowerography community i'm so happy to have you as a member of the community and i appreciate you and i appreciate you taking the time it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today Well, thank you so much. And thank you for the invitation, because I think what you're doing is beautiful. And I think the fact that you're helping to empower women, you know, of all walks of life and helping share their stories, you know, no matter what industry or what their passion is, because we need, I mean, it's shocking in 2021, still some of the things that happen and we just need more people like you, you know, spreading value and love and getting stories out there because that's the only way it's going to get better. Well, thank you. I I truly appreciate that. That means a lot to me to hear that coming from you. So thank you very much. The honor and the pleasure is all mine. And I mean, I love what I do. I love being able to sit with each one of you incredibly amazing and inspiring women and, and sharing your stories. It's like you're taking me along the journey of your story with you. So I'm I'm honored to be part of that and I appreciate each and every one of you for for doing that and for inviting me in to be part of your story. So thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Liz Wadden. She is an entrepreneur based in Tuscany, Italy. Thank you so much, Liz. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks, you too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.